everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Fans Insight Sunday Takedown. I'm your host, John Hoppy, and we actually have a return. William, welcome back, finally. Sorry. <laughs> he sounds excited to be here. I, and, and we know he's holding, are, you holding him, are you holding him gunpoint in order to be at this podcast today? Or what? Like, well, I mean... Around? We know he's back to normal because it's just the one word response like usual. Right. The a very entertaining, very energetic, the very charismatic William. <laughs> <laughs> and he's giving me a thumbs up. So <laughs> so okay, you been you okay? You good? I'm, like I told you before, I'm still feeling a little bit ratty. I apologize for being out for so long. Yes, my body has not been happy. So well, we were starting to wonder if maybe you and Heather had been hanging out with each other or something, you know. You never know. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Well, we also have our very enthusiastic host here, Carlos. How you doing, brother? Good. Good to be back. Another Sunday. Ready to talk about some wrestling. I, I love our intro. Like, our, during our intro that, that, that Brian made the whole time, I'm like, it's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. Like, with all the fire and burning. <laughs> In my little GR voice, it's gotta be Kane. I was gonna say maybe we can get Finger Eleven to endorse us to let us use that little bit of music there. <laughs> of course, they would probably shit a brick and tell us, "Yeah, go to hell." So, right? No, we gotta be hip. We need a little Uzi on here. Is that what all the kids are listening to now these days? <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, welcome to the show, everyone. To Sunday Takedown, um, we are gonna cover last week's for. AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forbidden Door. Unfortunately, though, for our listeners, William was not able to catch it, but he's willing to chime in at any time. We're gonna we're gonna give him the exemption today just to say, what the fuck? No, <laughs> no, I'm on bad monkey status for this one. Oh, oh yeah. It's no. like the pay-per-view of the year. He's definitely on bad monkey status. Oh man. Well, Unfortunately, I already changed the batter, but we'll just say here, here, here it is, just for William, the the bad this monkey. This is Carlos's bad monkey nacho cheese popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got the hyphen right this time. My gosh, look, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You mean apostrophe? Apostrophe, yeah. See, I'm there. There you go. Hey, yeah, take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from a small town. Okay, leave him alone. <laughs> Oh, I don't we know. Got why three, we got three stoplights. Yes, no kidding. Uh, Hello, and, Facebook user. Welcome. Oh, I know who it is because the next comment is going to give it away right away. But hello, Cody Sturmer from Richfield, Utah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, he says maybe are you are you an ice cream man or something or what? Well, I used to be. That was actually oh. my, that was actually on the route. I was. On just before I was uh, promoted to the fleet manager position with the company, he dumped, he dumped you when you guys dumped the Taco Tacos. <laughs> no, I I dumped them. It was a they, they kind of made it a bigger deal than what they should have. I felt, but, but you know, <laughs> uh, but, people don't like change. You know, they they like their regular route guy. Yeah, I I'll tell you, it's not to take anything away from the new guy on the route, but. I definitely got a lot of phone calls saying how sorely missed I have been, or everyone's missed sorely missed me, I should say. Bad yeah. choice of words there. Uh, but yeah, I, I do miss a lot of the people I used to visit down there. But 
you know, it is what it is. It was time to move on. And Oh, yeah. You can't be um, mad when you're move, moving on up. Yeah. It, it wasn't something I was looking forward to this quick in my, I guess you can say, somewhat younger years. But, yeah, I... I I, I wasn't going to take advantage. I would have been stupid not to take advantage, you know? Oh, yeah. But I, I appreciate the kind words I've been getting from the owners of the company and a lot of the other staff in the office. So they uh, know that I'm actually doing a job, a good job in the position I'm in for as early as I am in it. Yeah, it's it's been a different experience for sure, so. Kenworth. Yeah. Anyways, enough about my personal life. Sorry, folks. Um, It's the John Hoppy Hour. Damn. I guess you know it's almost like I'm the podcast owner or some shit like that. So (laughs) look at himself. Look at him trying to get himself over again. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I'm a mark for myself. As Triple H said about Matt Cardona about a bunch of times. So hey, how? While we get right to it. Um, I thought this was an overall great card for AEW New Japan Forbidden Door number two. Um, let's go ahead and go over the results real quick, and then we'll kind of give our takes on what we thought of the card. In the zero hour, Mogul Embassy ends up defeating Chaos for the Owen Hart ah, Owen Hart Cup quarterfinal for the women's. Athena moves on, defeating Billy Starks. El Fantasmo gets the victory over Stu Grayson. And I may need some help at pronouncing this name, Carlos. Los Ingobernables de Japón, defeating United Empire. You did good there. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I Ingobernables, saw. but yeah, you, okay. you did it fine. So can you okay. say can you, can you say tortilla for me right now? Tor- oh. You say like Jeff Jeff Garrett tortilla. I gotta kiss my ass. <laughs> Tortillas. Yeah, we're already starting off the <laughs> starting off the podcast with cuss fest here. So, um, just out of curiosity, what does their name mean, anyways? I don't know. Shit, I'm third generation born in the United States. Like the, just, <laughs> the faction, the faction day something. I don't know. Like I think it's just evil well, faction. I'm not sure. Obviously of Japan, but I didn't know what yeah. Los Ingo Bernables means. So, uh, anyways, let's go to the main card. Thanks for making me look bad now. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Well, you know, I I just figured you would know, but oh, because I'm brown. Oh, yeah. here we go. He now he's playing the race card. No, because you know you actually knew your shit on this pay per view event. So oh, I was yeah. actually trying to give you kudos here, because uh, way way to save your ass. Right. Well, you know, I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> For the main card, the AEW World Championship, MJF successfully retains over Hiroshi Tanahashi in the Owen Hart Cup Men's Quarterfinal. CM Punk moves on over Satoshi Kojima. The AEW International Championship four-way match, Orange Cassidy retains over Daniel Garcia, Zack Sabre Jr., and Katsuyori Shibata. I fucked Baby that daddy. Yeah, we'll just go with that. <laughs> the, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Sonata successfully defends over Jungle Boy Jack Perry. In the 10-man tag, the elite Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii defeats the Blackpool Combat Club, Konosuke Takeshita, and Shota Umino. AEW Women's World Championship match, Tony Storm defeats Willow Nightingale. 
IWGP United States Championship. Will Ospreay regains the United States Championship over Kenny Omega. In the trios match, Sting, Darby Allen, and Tetsuya Naito defeats Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. And the main event, which... God damn, that was a pretty good event. Brian Danielson defeating Kazucha. Ah, fuck off, Will. Okada. <laughs> Thank you. We're just gonna call him Okada. Jesus. God, I'm sucking today. Katsuchika. You're setting yourself. You're setting yourself up for failure. Like just keep it. I simple. was dumb it down. You know. The worst part was I pronounced his name fine off air, but here. Are I you go. Wear, are you wearing it? Are you wearing a kimono now too to try to seem like you're all that? Like you're the shit. I mean, no. <laughs> God, I don't need to embarrass myself any more than what I usually do. So thanks, Carlos. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, why don't we get your takes on what you thought of the entire card? So, do you want to go match by match, or just give an overall overall uh, synopsis? Um, if you want to give a match by match, that's fine. I I was just gonna give kind of just quick notes on what I thought. So I, th- I thought I thought that I thought the to me the one thing that I so the card was really entertaining. I, again, I think it was like the best card of the year so far. Um, the one thing for me though was, and again, is like, I feel like the world championship matches shouldn't be the worst matches on the card. And that's what they were. Um, like for me, like, um, you know, Tanahashi just doesn't have it no more. And, and then people were like, you know, Oh, don't be disrespecting these legend. no, the match sucked. He should have been on the pre-show, you know? And, 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 and again, when you're going to go against the AW world champion, you, you need to have someone that brings it, you know? And so um, that match, it just to me, like that was that's my least favorite MJF, MJF match he's ever had. Um, I thought I loved, I love CM Punk and Kojima. I thought that was a really good match. And again, thank you Toronto for doing your job um, for booing CM Punk. You know, I definitely, I'm excited that we're going to be getting heel punk here pretty soon. Um, and the same thing for jungle boy and, and Sonata, like that match just, it just fell flat to me. Like I just, cause it's like, I don't jungle boy just isn't there yet, you know? Um, and again, it was a really entertaining card for me. Um, I, you know, next year I would like to see if they do this, which they're going to do it again. I want to see like a faction warfare. Like I want to see, you know, like bullet club goal versus bullet club of, of the elite seeing all the different factions and, you know, and um, in New Japan versus the factions of AEW, and then give me champion versus champion. You know, I get that. I get that both brands are trying to protect their wrestlers while they're doing this card. But for me, um, you know, I think if, if MJF beats Sonata, you know, with cheating, I don't think that's going to hurt Sonata at all. You know, for me, and then for me too, I think just going forward, like I would like to see like maybe like Miro versus Ishii. You know, like for me, you know, as someone who watches a lot of wrestling. Like a lot of these guys already fight each other in either New Japan or they're fighting each other um, around here. So I think going forward, it'd be kind of just cool to really see matches that we really don't see. You know, the guys that usually don't go to Japan fighting the guys that are from New Japan instead of it being the guys that always fight them anyways. But um, overall, it was really good. Again, Kenny and, and um, Osprey brought it. I mean, that match was amazing. Um, I mean, just the amount of, just again, thank you for putting your bodies on the line like that. Um, then the Elite and, and, um, you know, against the against um, Blackpool Combat Club and Friends, that was just a really good match too. Like, like I remember, like I was watching on my phone. I had to go back and watch it because it was just such an entertaining match. And even and and I thought the main event was really good too. I love that that Tony Khan got Brian Danielson the final countdown song. It just made it seem like a big match. And even though it wasn't the match of the night, I think it definitely deserved the main event. And getting kudos to me for getting that right and calling you know MGF was the opening match. Um, but I just thought it was a good match. And again, you know, for, for Danielson to go another 10 minutes, um, 
even after he broke his arm. And I just liked how I loved his creativity, you know, because I think he couldn't he couldn't put on his regular finisher. So he just got creative with with the finish he put on Okada. And I just I love the way he ended it. It was just it was like just kind of violence. It was just like a neat different take on something and again the whole the whole card just flew and i and again thank you for giving us all the pre-show matches again as a wrestling fan i definitely feel i definitely felt fulfilled with the card no we'll actually uh not to kind of put this on pause a little bit but we'll actually looked up what does los ingo bernables de japon mean yeah it's the ungovernment ah Ungovernable, ungovernables. Thank you of Japan. So okay. kind of like kind of like Japan misfits is what it's. So that's so that's, so that's what so that's what the group is with with Preston Vance are the ones of Mexico then. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, okay. it, it fits them very well. I mean, if you've watched New Japan Pro Wrestling, watch that faction. Now, now that actually makes a lot of sense, right there. Why they use that name so. But, oh yeah, like I say again, like again for like next year, seeing them, seeing them versus the, you know the Blackpool Combat Club would be cool. Like that's what I mean by like the whole gang warfare thing would be really fun to watch, you know. Oh yeah, it definitely. And too, like for I think for Forbidden Door too, like to get more people like on the card too. Like my one last like like to me like like this this Eliminator tag team thing they're doing right now on, on Dynamite. You know that that could be something they do for Forbidden Door. You know, have the the people from New Japan mixed in there. You know, and this is also I think I think the card too would be their chance to do like Survivor Series like tag matches. You know, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of different things they can do to get more talent on there and definitely make it more interesting. But again, it's still entertaining as shit. I mean, I love the I love the show. And I have to say this, I think this year actually outdid last year by quite a bit as far oh, as yeah. the card. Oh yeah, you know, had a lot, a lot more of the roster there. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like is. Last year, Hiroshi Tanahashi also had the AEW World Championship match, which last year back then was being defended by John Moxley. How- well, no, they, they, they were they were fighting for the Bank at Championship. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, it's because CM Punk got injured. Okay, but still, I mean, either way, he's still fighting for the no, again. Yeah, and it's like yeah, uh, it, it just that that kind of irritated me a little bit because he had his chance last year. He got another chance this year. That doesn't quite make sense. It should have went to somebody to I mean, me that was a little more deserving. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Again, like if they're gonna do these kind of things, like I mean, I get they're they're both trying to protect their roster, but you got to You, I mean, to me, like if you're make it just champion versus champion, or again, give somebody who's a bigger star that you know, like an Okada, you know, if he can take the loss, why can't someone else do it? You know, again, if you're gonna be doing these kind of shows, you know, there's not, there's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with New Japan giving. AEW more the wins here, and then eventually you have AEW guys go over to New Japan, and then they return the favor. You know, yeah. Um, I love the fact that <laughs> how hot this crowd remained actually throughout the entire pay per view. We didn't seem like we had much of a dead spot. If anything, it was again sadly for mostly the women's championship match, but even then, it still wasn't that bad. So. I think the card overall definitely was way better than what was it? Revolution, the last, the last pay per view. Yeah, the one I no, the last one was Double or Nothing. That oh, was Double or Nothing. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Yeah, Double or Nothing. Just it just really fell flat. I thought it was a very disappointing card, but then here they are, the next pay per view, and it's like they hit a home run compared to the last card. It's like, what the hell, guys? This? And I agree. And, that, and that's the thing where, again, like I, I, I mentioned it in the other one, I think where Tony Khan 
when you're when you're gonna have two pay-per-views so close to each other just book out to where you know if someone's gonna be on someone's gonna be on uh on double or nothing don't necessarily have to worry about putting them on forbidden door you know and that's something i think hopefully that they correct the next year but yeah i was it was like night and day (laughs) oh it was i mean it it just i i really didn't have high hopes for this based off double or nothing It, it just took a wind out of me like i get it he was up against four or no three other competitors with impact wwe and nxt but I mean, there is no excuse. That card should have been way better than what it was. Well, they just they donated too much time to the elite storyline and stuff like that. And it's like in this like in the combat club, it's just the and it was like and again like just it was just the build up, you know. Like again, it's like again, hopefully and again, hopefully he's learning and hopefully these people that are on the um, on creative for collision are earning his trust and hopefully we get to see some better things down the line. The only thing I would say I was a little disappointed was there was not a tag team championship match on the line. That's what I was going to just say, too. There should have been a tag title match. Exactly. That's what I mean. There should be certain matches like champion versus champion. Like, that's my hope. Like, there should be certain things. I agree with you right there. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have the tag team championships or even a trios or a six-man tag team championships. I mean, and this is where I would say... I would be a little disappointed in Tony Khan for not implementing some of the ring of honor championships in this too. I mean, if you're going to have forbidden door, let's get those multi-brands going. Don't just keep it to AEW and new Japan. If you're going to call it forbidden door shit, get them all involved. Hell, even throw, throw some of impact and NWA in there, you know, just like the all in event they had. Is it, was it all in or all out when they, uh, got all the promotions together all in all in all in yeah i mean because you know you had the nwa championship between cody rhodes and nick aldis you had like the iwgp heavyweight championship i believe it was kenny omega and penta so i and mean then cody rhodes versus um nick aldis for the nwa title too yeah i mentioned that sorry oh, sorry <laughs> yeah, bad monkey anyways <laughs> I zoned you out. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Usually it's me that makes that error. Thank you. <laughs> but but no, no, I agree. And that's, and that's why I said, like, I was saying, you know, like for me, like in the going forward, like I would have like, like do you, like do the, do the, um like the, um what do you call it? The casino battle Royal at this event, do like some couple like survivor series, kind of the 10 man tag, you call it 10 man eliminator matches, like do some of those. So you get more people in there. You know, and then, and then, like you said, I would like you. I agree with you. I would, I would get these other people involved in there too. It just gives giving doing that would give more opportunity to have more people involved. And then also, you know, again, if you already if you have double or nothing so close to it, don't don't worry about having to, don't worry about having to put certain people in the car. Just let it be like, okay, we're gonna have champion versus champion, and then we're gonna have these three, you know, ten man. You could even do a women's five versus five match, you know. So that, that way, it gets everybody on the show more, you know. And you could have like the women of all the wrestling and ring of honor versus the women of stardom and, um, and in impact wrestling, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And in fairness, I also mentioned it would have been nice to have, have the ring of honor in that pay-per-view. Well, yeah, we did have a couple of them in the zero hour, but not the main card. So, but again, why but, couldn't they, like, they could have defended the six man titles, you know, like again, like Swerve was already on. And I was thinking, again, thank you, Tony Khan, for adding Brian Cage to the to the match because he wasn't really supposed to be on there, you know. If, if I knew Cage would have been there, I might, that would have changed my pick. Let's just let the record state that. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess what I was trying to get at is somebody was going to come at me and say, oh, well, didn't you watch Zero Hour? Well, yeah, but. Uh, I don't know, I don't 
but it's zero hour too. Yeah. The problem is zero hour is available to everybody. You don't have to pay for zero hour. You have to pay for the main card and people want to see some of that extra want to see more than just AEW and New Japan. They'll want to see Ring of Honor, NWA, Impact, implement them, you know, let's get them in there. But- yeah, and you know, and again, and in the like in the, in the likelihood, you know, of uh, for example, like you know, we know like probably Tony Storm is not going to lose the title, so why not just have her and Athena team up as a tag team and have them fight two women from the, New Japan, you know? And that's the way to get Ring of Honor on there, you know. There's so many different ways they could go with it, and that's what I mean. Like, it's like it, hopefully, you know, down the line we just get to see more of these different kinds of styles implemented, you know. But again, but again, you know, it's it's easy to nitpick it now. I mean, it was a good card, but there's definitely ways to get more people involved and be more creative with it. So I already know what your top match of the night is, but even though we've already covered that, why don't we let's get right into what we think our top five is? Why don't you rate it from five to one? Tell me what you thought the best five matches were for that night. So I would go with um, number five would probably be CM Punk and Kojima. Um, number four would be the. Um, <laughs> Through your number four would, would would be that would be the the match with Orange Cassidy, um, and you know for the for the um we call it the international title. For me, number three would be Danielson and Okada. Number two would be the elite the ten man tag. And number one would be Osprey and Omega. All right, my number five, I definitely would have to give that to the AEW International Championship. I thought it was well done, despite the. The fact you got three different champions in that match, I think uh, Daniel Garcia was the only non-champion in that entire match. So yeah, that was pretty cool to implement those four guys into the what was a very spectacular match. My number four definitely has to go to. I thought it was, I thought it was a better match than what people gave it for for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I thought Jungle Boy Jack Perry did a very great job against Sonata. He shows he's got a great future ahead of him. The The real big shocker was watching Jungle Boy do the heel turn on Hook, and kudos to you, Carlos, for calling that. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos called that on our uh, predictions podcast, and I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought we were going to see Hook do the heel turn on Jungle Boy, which that was not the case, so... And I um, called it that would happen at the event too. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Kudos to you. Good monkey. Um, my number three match I thought was pretty decent for a 10 man tag match because I I don't generally get into matches that have that many people unless it's a Survivor Series traditional match. But I thought the elite Eddie Kingston, Tom, Tomohiro Ishii, and t- defeating the Blackpool Combat Club. Konoski Takeshita and Shota Umino. I don't think we could have seen a better performance, especially seeing the conflicts with uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. That told a good story right there, right in the middle of the match. And then watching Eddie have a fight with the elite post match. And Eddie's <laughs> over. I mean, Eddie is that guy. I mean, I want to see Eddie as champion. I mean, he just proved again that he's over with the crowd. Like, even like Bully Race talked about it on Busted Open. It's like, 
when Eddie Kingston talks, you believe him, you know, he's just so he is, he's like, he's just such a unique talent. And I really hope that he gets his flowers and gets eventually gets, gets to be a champion in, in either ROH or AEW. I think, I think he will in due time. And who knows? Like he might be the one to dethrone Claudio and sorry, Gilmary. I hate to say that out loud. <laughs> Shout out to one of our friends. He, he, can't be champion. he can't be champion forever. You know, yeah. but I would love to see Eddie have the top prize no matter which promotion it is, I think he yeah. would make a great champion. I think many people are hoping that he dethrones MJF, but right now I just don't see him as the guy to dethrone MJF at the moment. It could change maybe if they progress his creative a little bit. Who knows? Oh, but their, their, their promo battles would be amazing. I mean, I mean, my God. Oh yeah. Uh, Both of them can cut a promo to the heart. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially MJF as much of a dickhead as he can be. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he can throw a promo that hooks lying and sinkers you like Jake the Snake Roberts or anyone else. Yep. You know, um, My number two match definitely goes to Brian Danielson and Okada. They put on one hell of a match. And much like you, I, I really enjoyed that last, that very surprising use of the final countdown for Brian Danielson's one-off theme music. I thought it was very spectacular to throw that in there between which I feel is two of the greatest professional wrestlers in today's wrestling world. And, and, and that was, I think that might've been the match that I caught. Did you guys both pick, did you guys both pick Okada or did you pick Danielson to win that match? No, I, I both picked Okada, right? Uh, one second. Uh, I, I think I picked Danielson one second here. Now you're making me go back to my old written notes. here. <laughs> Put you on the spot. Actually, Dang. you, you and I both picked Brian. Dan. Oh, nice. And, and again, I, I mean, I'm glad that, that he finally was selfish a little, you know, that he took, he needed that big win, you know, and I'm glad that he finally got it, you know, cause he's, he's given so much to all the other talent. I'm, I was so glad to just finally see him be a little selfish and be like, I know, you know, it's time for me to pick up a win. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. My number one match, I, I knew this should have been probably more of the main event than anything. Not, not taking anything away from Danielson and Okada, but the IWGP United States Championship between Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. I think we're going to keep seeing that feud go another year if they can do it right. But that it shows you how important they've made that United States Championship match or championship since the birth of IWGP first initiating it because Kenny Omega was the inaugural champion and then, you know, having Will Ospreay win it, I think it was over a year ago and then comes back and gets it back. We might keep seeing a little bit of a back and forth between these two. And I, I'm not going to be disappointed if we do keep watching that feed continue somehow, maybe Will Ospreay kind of has a little bit of a allegiance with the Blackpool combat club. Who knows? But even like I like I like the thing I like about Osprey, about that thing too was it just like 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 if like after they had they showed like they had an interview with, with Osprey and he, he he's with Don Cows and he's like okay I don't need you anymore get lost you know like like I like the fact that like he's even though he took the help like he's still standing on his own like he's still his own man he's he's badass dude I love that and again I like I love a cocky heel so again I'm all I'm all I'm all about that dude <laughs> hell yeah. I mean, I met him on the last Chris Jericho cruise I went on, which was triple whammy, and he was definitely the superstar on that ship that that year. I mean, nobody had a bad thing to say about the guy. He's 
He's a yeah. very humble person. I mean, if any of you watched the uh, media scrum after Forbidden Door, you, you saw how humble he was even just talking to the media that night, giving Kenny Omega his flowers too. And I, man, I tell you, he he's one guy that if I could meet again in person, I got a few questions to ask him. <laughs> Just, and again, the thing I too that I respect about him too is the fact that like, like he like he he puts his own mental health above everything else, you know, and the fact that he likes working in Japan because he doesn't want to leave home. And I think when some when somebody's like that, where they where they know themselves, and there's somebody who you know, like I'm not I'm not going to just go chasing the bag. Like that makes me respect them even more, you know. Yeah, and you listen to Daniel, or sorry, Brian Danielson, Jesus. He did a really great job oh, with dude, the media scrum too. Oh, so you know, good. oh my gosh. He, yes. he he was very humble and giving up not just him, Okada, but everybody on the card their just due respect. Yeah. I, I, I find just it him talking to go, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I find it interesting though. He looks forward to hopefully uh working with Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen, which are two of the biggest faces right now for AEW. I think those would be some killer matches if they can find a way to mesh their styles together. Oh yeah, he would just he would just totally be making fun of Orange Cassidy like I what like 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 this is not a joke. You know, you're fickle. I could see that. I could totally see that feud. And you know, he much like all the other with Darby just bringing out Darby's more dark side. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you know when you listen to a lot of the veteran talent compared to Orange Cassidy, you'll notice the common denominators. They all said at first they couldn't stand him, but when they finally got to know him and watch him a little more, they flat out say it say it out loud. You know this guy is a damn good wrestler. I mean, he's a phenomenal talent, and I don't think people understand how good this guy really is. So I, I'm looking to see, hopefully, after if he drops that AEW International Championship, maybe we'll see him get to the upper titles like the TNT Championship, maybe even possibly the AEW World Championship at some point. I, I would have no problem if he beat MJF. You know, I think, and I think even Darby Allen too, I think both those guys are the future of that company. I know, I mean, Orange Cassidy is a little older, you know, but at the same time, he like you like I agree like again I I thought again he's just unique and uh, different but again to me um again he, like he's the kind of talent where again it makes me happy to have have a company like AEW where they they let somebody come in with their own gimmick they gave him the chance to get over and prove himself you know where if he was to go to WWE that would never happen so you know just for, for to me like he is all elite wrestling you know like he is kind of like what it stands for it's like somewhere you can just go and, and be yourself and and you know when it's like and he got over doing it you know they gave him a chance to to do it and he's he's definitely earned my respect a lot especially with this title reign he's been amazing why don't we uh get right into the predictions um first why don't we start off with our honor honorary guest from last week ted the hillbilly hill he threw in a few of his predictions he he took a guess on five matches well as we recorded five matches, <laughs> he got four out of the five right. So 
an honorary mention, Ted the Hillbilly Hill, 80% correct on what was his. The, what was the one he missed? I believe it was, uh, he actually bet on Okada over Danielson. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, him and him and uh, Brian both bet on Okada while you and I bet on Danielson. So I think you're going to have to give up your tag team partner there and switch to my side, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Damn. Brian. <laughs> Damn. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, coming in the third place from last week's predictions, Brian, he was nine out of 13. I was second, 10 out of 13. And squeaking the top, how the hell he did it. Carlos, you were 11 for 13, brother. Um, keep in mind, though, we unfortunately, we weren't able to see Adam Cole and Tom Lawler. But we, we all picked Adam Cole. So, <laughs> No, actually, Brian picked Tom Lawler. <laughs> oh, God. I would have yeah. beat him by two. <laughs> well, Brian wants the point because, you know, he picked Tom Lawler. And he says, because Adam Cole's sick, he should, that should be considered a forfeit. I'm like, oh, come on, Brian, really? <laughs> and you, even from your tag team partner, you, he gave you the thumbs down on that. So that's a hell no. Oh, but anyways, well, did you have any other final thoughts on what you thought of Forbidden Door? No, like I said, it was just a good card. I'm glad I I'm glad I got to watch it live and took the day off to watch it. Um again, it's just um can't miss, you know. Again, I just look forward to maybe them seeing them just change it up next year. Um, but again, it's just thank you. I mean, it's just it makes you it makes you this makes you proud to be a fan of professional wrestling. And again, I just kudos to all the talent for putting on a spectacular show. And I can't say it enough. It, it was a great card. I would like to see a few changes next year, much like you said. I would definitely like to see a little more involvement with the other promotions. Because if we're going to have this a forbidden door, let's make this a full-on forbidden door. So, uh, and I would think a- that's, that's for me. Like I hope I because I hope that I I want to see that I want to see that relationship with with AEW and um, Impact Wrestling repaired. You know, and, and it's weird because they, they do mention impact on Ring of Honor. So, again, I'm hoping that that, that relationship can be repaired because I agree with you. Like, let's make it all inclusive. And I would like to see NWA kind of get in there as well. Cause oh, hell I, no, 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 no. Come on. You, I, I'm sorry, but the last NWA pay-per-view event I watched, I actually have to give them their props. The Crockett Cup was a really good pay-per-view event, actually. So... Uh, but anyways, uh, do you have any shout outs to give out there? No, no, Tyrus, Tyrus versus MJF. Oh yeah. Let me see that. Fuck no. Well, it doesn't necessarily Uh, need to be Tyrus and MJF. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) There's more talent than Tyrus. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, so shout outs, uh, kind of, I mean, just the regular, I mean, NWL machine, our fans, our, our, um, Friends at Mooncutters, Vader from Wish. Shout out to our other t- person, Heather, Bam Girl Forever. He's not here. Obey Jess. Um, and again, Patrick and all his guys with affi- the affiliate. Is it the affiliates? Yep, the sports affiliates. Sports affiliates, that group. Again, they support us. And just all my friends on Twitter who are all wrestling fans. Again, thank you guys. Eric, you know, um, Marcy, um, and then Carrie, and then also um, 
we um Gil and Mary, just thank you guys for our group chat. We had a lot of fun in there. Um, um that's all I got. I'm good. Good God, you didn't even give me any shout outs there. <laughs> I you took you took like almost everyone I could think of. So <laughs> but you got no, your I fan in the van, right? Yeah, I'll give shout out to Fan in the Van. Is this a bad take podcast? Two dudes sports news, brutally honest sports places Vegas with uh coil or visit Vegas places with coil. Also want to throw out uh wrestling world with Austin Boyer there. Uh yeah, wrestling with the truth with BC Hunter. Also want to give a shout out to uh Carolina Carol Buck. She's always retweeting our stuff as well. Same with uh Amber Holly and big shout out to Cody Sturmer down there in Richfield, Utah and Keevan and Libby Montana. Thank you guys all for uh, giving us a listen. Always uh, giving a share and a retweet to all our, our podcast episodes out there. And I really want to take the last minute to say thank you to uh, uh, Lipson.com for uh, breaking the ground for us and letting us start our podcast with them. Pod, uh, Lipson was our host at the very start. And... This week, we have actually decided to move on to a new host. We have decided to transfer over to uh, Spotify for podcasters. It, uh, everything that Lipson has done for us it did not go unnoticed. It was a tough decision to make. But unfortunately, as we progress, we also have to look at other options out there. So, But thanks again, Lipson. You were awesome host to us and a good home for us at the very start. And who knows? We may change our mind in the future and move back. So, but, uh, Will, did you have any shout outs to give? I have nothing. <laughs> All righty. Well, for that moment, <laughs> we will be back again for Tuesday night, Tuesday night chaos for Carlos, myself, John. We wish you all a good week. We'll see you again Tuesday night.